0: Hello, my beautiful people. We're going to continue with Killer Choice, Chapter 4. Killer Choice, Chapter 4. Four weeks passed. There are 28 days in four weeks. 672 hours spread across those days. And for every hour of every day, it seemed like something was happening. Friends visited constantly as word about Beth's condition spread. There were questions, tears, vows to her to help, more tears. A group from her yoga class showed up with pink shirts inscribed with team Beth over a small carton caricature of Beth. She broke down crying upon seeing them. Endless trips to the hospital. Countless discussions about what to do next. Specialists were consulted. Oncologists, neonatologists, ostracists. The fetus, they determined, was developed enough that Beth could proceed with the treatment. Treatment began targeted radiation weekly for chemotherapy. Some days were bad days, tiredness, vomiting, nausea. Other days were good days, times when Beth didn't even appear to be sick. She'd even substitute thought for a few days. The month had been the most exhausting time for Gary's life, but as he sat on the living room floor now, 10 o'clock at night, Beth directly across from him, he was nowhere near tired. Wearing the same outfit he wore most evenings after his nightly shower, a pair of blue plaid pajamas, bottoms, and faded pearl-jammed shirt from a concert he and Beth went to a, like a decade ago. He stared at the scramble board on the floor between them. Jump, Beth said, placing her towels on the board. That's 8, 9, 12, 15 points. Gary wrote down the score. They'd been playing Scramble for as long as they'd been together. Thousands of games over the years. It was a simple pleasure, but that was the type of relationship they had. One full of simple pleasures, a relationship defined by little moments. Chinese takeouts instead of a five-star dinner. A night watching Netflix instead of an evening at the opera. Vacations spent hanging out. Maybe making a day trip to Detroit instead of something exotic. Grazed, Gary said. Arranging a few tiles on the board. 17 points. Not bad. Just glad I didn't get stuck with the Z like I always do. (laughs) Beth Ice went from her tiles to the board, back to her tiles. Her cheeks had gotten puffer over the past weeks, her skin a little pallid. But the treatments hadn't changed much about her appearance yet. Not too drastically. No major hair loss, just a small patch on the side of her skull where the radiation had been targeted. The biggest difference was that her belly had continued to grow. 34 weeks along now, she'd had a few ultrasounds in the past month and doctors said everything looked perfectly fine and healthy. Queen, 14... Juan and cow. Juan is a double word, 20 total. The game continued back and forth, steady like a pendulum, but Gary could barely concentrate. All he could think about was tomorrow. Tomorrow? That's when they would meet with doctors to learn if best treatment had shrunk, if the tumor had shrunk, and if it was still growing. Everything that had happened over the past month was leading up to the meeting. The last time they wanted was to spread their evening or spend their evening sitting around and just obsessing and thinking about, oh, what's going to happen? They decided, you know what, let's play some scramble and distract ourselves. They were already on their third game. Gary, your turn again. Sorry, he said. He stared at his towels, thinking about tomorrow. Beth asked, oh, of course, you're not the only one. She weakly smiled, not much behind it. Gary set his towels to the side and scooted over to her. He put his arms around her and he just snugged in next to him. She traced her finger over the Pearl Jam logo on his chest. Things will work out, Beth, he said. I'm very positive. He kissed her forehead and held her in his arms for a few seconds, a little moment, then scooted back over to the side of, his, side of his board. The next morning, Gary held Beth's hand as they drove across town. He was on edge, a mixture of anticipation and dread. They arrived to the hospital, waited, waited in the room, waited some more, talked to the nurse, more waiting. After all that waiting, what happened next felt like it happened very quickly in the blink of an eye. A knock on the door. Gary's chest just started to tighten. Dr. Narita entered. His expression gave nothing. They exchanged greetings, small talk for a second. After a pause, Dr. Narita spoke two words that told the entire story. I'm sorry. The tumor, he explained, was still growing. Treatment hadn't affected it. Gary and Beth took to the news very well. No tears, they were blindsided, like they'd been when they learned about the cancer. They knew the facts, they knew they were facing a long shot. Now that standard treatment has failed, we'll want to treat the tumor more aggressively, Dr. Narita said. We have a few options. A different combination of chemotherapy drugs to slow the growth, or radio surgery. One shot, high dose of radiation, might buy a little more time. Gary fixated on the phrases Dr. Narita used. Slow the growth, by a little more time. Nothing about eliminating the tumor. Nothing about saving her life. Dr. Narita also advised Beth to consider enrolling in a clinical trial. He explained that biotechnology and pharmaceutical companies tested new unproven treatments during trials to gauge drugs effectiveness. I've talked to some people and looked online. I found a few trials that I'd like to discuss with you. He opened a folder and fanned a little sheet of paper onto the desk. One in particular, Dr. Narita said, Looks encouraging.